Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, August 16th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, who will win the upper hand when it comes to the economy? Number two, the latest on government funding and Tuberville's military holds. And number three, how rich are senators? Really? All right, Jake, let's get into it. We have a a top this morning in Punchbowl News AM looking at how both sides, uh, both Democrats and Republicans, are trying to take advantage of uh, the state of the economy. It's certainly going to be a major theme through the 2024 election, um, but it's a weird split screen uh, with an even weirder economy. Brendan Peterson and John Bresnahan report. Yeah, so this is an interesting point by Brendan and Brez, which is that Republicans and Democrats <clears throat> believe they have a um, an upper hand of the economy, right? Republicans think the economy is in the in the toilet, and Democrats are looking at it pretty rosily. Um, uh, and if you look at the stats, the data, every macro metric, as Brendan writes, uh, unemployment prices growth is trending in the right direction. Uh, investment is soaring in new factories. Consumer sentiment has improved, and economists have backed off their recession call for 2023. Uh, This should be good news for the Democrats, but it's not in showing up in public polling. Um, And listen, I think the best quote in this item is from your home state senator, Anna, uh, Kevin Kramer, who said, one thing I know for sure is you can't pee on people's backs and convince them it's raining. They're living whatever it is they're living and telling them something different than that generally doesn't work. Is that... Is that an, doesn't quite have is, the ring of it's the economy stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is like it reminds me of a we can get back to the podcast in a second here, but it reminds me of a lyric, actually a quote in a fish uh, movie called Bittersweet Motel from Rolling Stone when Rolling Stone wrote that fish could pee in their fans ears and they would love it. But anyway, back to the economy. Wow, you know, didn't know we were going to go there this morning, but hey. We Kevin Craver brought us there ahead of our big event in North Dakota. I am excited about that. But no, what's interesting here, and I think what Brendan and Brez point out is that, you know, oftentimes it's kind of black or white that, you know, things are good, things are bad in the, in the economy. Um, but both sides have some legislative wins that they can point to. Obviously, uh, there are more for Biden, but, you know, whether it's the Democrats trying to tout the Inflation Reduction Act, the CHIPS bill, the $1 trillion infrastructure package, you've got Republicans saying they forced Biden to cut spending with the Fiscal Responsibility Act. Certainly expect Republicans to kind of hammer Democrats on inflation, higher prices. Um, it's going to be one of the things that, you know, is going to clearly be a central theme as Republicans that are elected try to make the case for them to keep in office, to keep Biden in check, keep Democrats in check. And certainly for Democrats, you know, this is something we've talked a lot before in this context and beyond that the Biden administration has really struggled to convince the American public to sell the the accomplishments that they have to actually take credit so that people understand what they think are their political victories. Yeah, it's a a, a decade long problem for Democrats, I would say. And um, but listen, I mean, <laughs> I just as a side note, I mean, if you are Republicans and you are running on restrictive 
and you're and you're running in a Biden district and you're and what you have to show for yourself is a bunch of culture war issues. I mean, that's a pretty, you know, that's not a great message for them either. For some for, for some of them. All right, certainly something we are going to continue to watch. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Uh, we've got some updates here on government funding on Senator Tommy Tuberville and his holds uh, for military promotions. Of course, twice a week during the recess, the House and Senate hold pro forma sessions, which is uh, an instance where one member gavels each chamber in and then quickly gavels out. It is also a chance for quote hungry reporters to talk to members during these mostly quiet recess ses- sessions, which is what uh, our reporters did, uh, particularly when it comes to government funding. An interesting look on what, where Senator Chris Van Hollen, the Democrat from Maryland and a top Senate appropriator's head is at, uh, acknowledging, you know, kind of the positive nature of the fact that McCarthy Speaker Kevin McCarthy has acknowledged that a short-term continuing resolution is going to be necessary to fund the government past September. Yeah, a lot to unpack here. Um, Number one, I I think it's, let's just veer outside of here for a second um, and say that uh, I think a stopgap funding bill is going to be a lot trickier than most people people think. I think, you know, Schumer said, uh, uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said that he supports a short-term CR. He said this during an event on the Inflation Reduction Act. We'll see about that because I can't imagine that McCarthy could pass a short-term funding bill without something attached to it. We'll have to see if, if Schumer changes his tune. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, Morgan Griffith said um, during an, uh, also a pro forma session uh, is that he would like to back a, an idea of a couple rolling week long CRs to avoid a government shutdown. Anna, let's just pause here for a second and say something. The U.S. government's debt just got downgraded because of fiscal hijinks, I guess we could call them. <laughs> um and now we're talking about rolling week long CRs. I mean, Jesus, this is like a this is a very we are entering a month. I mean, we are whatever a couple weeks from September. This month is going to be so messy. Remember, in addition to this FAA farm bill, all of this stuff in September, the house comes back I think September 12th. Um and I am just I you know I I keep saying this, but very very uh, very very skeptical that anything is going to get done in an orderly manner. Yeah, I have a feeling that uh, Mr. Griffith, the Republican from Virginia, is in the minority uh, when it comes to the strategy that rolling CRs is the best pathway forward. And I agree with you. I mean, I think listen. You know, I do think it's smart that McCarthy has started to lay out a strategy for his members, right? This conference call that we reported on earlier this week allows for people to kind of get their arms around the fact that they're, you know, that they that this is the strategy that he thinks is the best to employ. Whether or not he can get, to your point, you know, the Conservative Freedom Caucus and others to stand behind him in this strategy is going to be quite, is, is questionable. And I think the bigger question is, you know, even if you had a short-term CR, how do you get yourselves to a place where the White House, the Senate, and the House are going to be on the same page for a longer-term funding bill? They are very, very, very far apart. All right, on that note, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. I'm just going to tee you up here, Jake, because this is all you all the time. Looking at members of Congress and their bank accounts, how rich are senators? Well, the answer... 
really rich. Yeah, this is fun. You know, Brez and I were reminiscing yesterday, Anna, about how much... Do you remember back in the day that you, when we used to get these financial disclosures, we would carry them in boxes and spend like weeks going through them? It seems like no well, one... You'd go down to the document room and you'd be so excited. All paper, obviously not digital. <laughs> uh, I So now it's all digital and like no one pays attention besides me, it seems like. But anyhow, uh, a couple interesting things from this year's financial disclosures in the Senate. Uh, Rick Scott has airplanes worth between 25 and $50 million. Um, uh, which is I, my airplanes aren't worth that much because they're worth zero because I don't have that. I don't have any. Uh, Mitt Romney reported owning between two hundred fifty and $500,000 in physical gold bullion. Um, uh, here's some other interesting things here as I look through this. Tommy Tuberville uh, earned $1,750 in royalties from his appearance in the 2009 movie The Blind Side, which has been... In the news, very for, interesting. Uh, given the yeah, current controversy, yeah, it's been in the news for other reasons besides Tommy Tuberville in the last couple of days. And something that I always like to take a look at: um, Ted Cruz uh, reported um, more than nine hundred dollars, like or about nine hundred dollars in Astros tickets from Jeff Rowe, a political consultant, and Jonathan Newton of Houston. Um, so uh, very interesting. It's nice to be a senator, um, in my view, but um, not really. Actually, it's kind of a tough job. But anyway, um, very interesting and something fun to do during recess. All right. Before we let you run, I uh, want to note a couple of events that we are kicking off right uh, in September. In addition to uh, our sojourn to my home state of North Dakota, uh, that first uh, week of September, we are going to be doing a couple of events also in D.C. on September 19th. That's a Tuesday. We're interviewing Representative August Fluger, the Republican of Texas, about news of the day, 5G leadership, and spectrum policy. Uh, we also, the following day on September 20th, are going to be sitting down, Jake, with Ways and Means Committee Chair Jason Smith, the Republican from Missouri, for what is sure to be a very newsy conversation to talk about what is happening uh, among House Republicans, as well as his priorities as chair of the powerful panel. That's the second event in our three-part series, Capital and American Business. You can sign up for all of those to attend in person or watch on the live stream if you're not going to be able to make it in person at our events hub at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.